This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. What does Hulk smell like? I bet he smells nice. Shut up. Is Captain America cool? Or is he like a mean old grandma? Do you like eggs? Can you spit venom? Can you summon an army of spiders? What? No. Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, episode 33. <laughs> and they're, they're cheering for us, Ronnie. Two thousand eighteen version. Jack and Ronnie back. Talk about all your favorite Marvel stuff. Oh, Ronnie, what's up, man? It's been a while. It has been a while. We took a little hiatus, I guess, because the last episode was the best of two thousand seventeen. Right at the end of the year. And that was you and Martin. Yeah, that was Martin. It was on. And then we skipped a couple weeks. Yep. So, two weeks ago, I didn't have a ton of pulls at my, my local comic shop. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? And for some reason, I couldn't get them Wednesday or Thursday. So finally, I was like, you know what? I don't normally do this, but I'm just going to wait, and then I'll just get them all next week, which was supposed to be this week. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday comes along, and out of nowhere, we have... Snowmageddon, as I call it. <laughs> yeah. Which I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and mm-hmm. what that means here is we got like two inches of snow, and the whole city shuts down. <laughs> so, so I called Heroes where I get my books, and they were like, you know, we're open at least for a little bit, but the books still haven't come in because of this weather, and we might be going home soon anyway. So I was like, whatever. So I still haven't got my books. I'm like way behind. Yeah, I think. Um... Like our friend Jay, who lives in Texas, mm-hmm. like um, their distributor was from Kentucky, I think. Yeah. And and it was the same thing, like you were saying. So like, he, his shop hadn't got books, and they weren't looking to get the books until Friday or Saturday, I guess. So the last thing I read was, actually, the last thing I read was the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Warlock issue. That week. Yeah. Or that that book in particular, I guess. I think that's the last. Marvel book I read. Did you um, read the first uh, the Avengers No Surrender? Did you uh-uh. pick that up? That w- it would be Marvel Legacy Avengers No Surrender 675. Who wrote it? Mark Wade and mm, Ewing. I did, I did not. Jim's up. I've gotten to where I sort of read Mark Wade books, unless I have a really compelling reason, but well, I, wanna, I probably I'll, shouldn't I'll do t- that. I'll tell you why I picked this one up. Because remember in the actual legacy issue when um, everything got fixed from Secret Empire? Yeah. But some things were still out of place or out of whack or whatever. Right. And we yeah. had Vo- and we had Voyager. Yep. Well, this was her first appearance, uh-huh. basically. And then this week, um, Avengers... Uh, the next one, part two of Avengers No Surrender, would, which would be 676, is like her backstory. Huh. Um, okay. Well, I think you just talk, talked me into it. Yeah, and it's actually a pretty cool story because, uh, spoiler, I won't tell you like 
we well actually the reader doesn't even know yet but like um the dark order isn't that what they're called or the black order uh in what <sighs> like the new villains that's in the infinity war movie yeah the dark order yeah they're they're actually in this as well we don't know huh. to what extent Just... or if they're good or bad or whatever but cuz like it's an avenger call out to past present retired like it's yeah is it the same members with uh thanos and ebony mall and uh, well, we, who else was the in it? the only person corvus that we didn't see, yeah corvus slade's in it but the only person we didn't see at the end was um thanos thanos yeah that that we know sense. of yet anyways interesting oh not yeah i got to get that now yeah I, I would get, I mean, because that's not the first Avengers legacy title, mm-hmm. but I would I would at least get 675 and 676. I think you'd dig it. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been interesting, interested to figure out, to learn what she's all about since they sort of premiered her on that yeah. statue. Did they explain the statue? Well, it's, kind of. Like, because the reader... Obviously, we don't know anything about her. Yeah. But, like, um, Falcon, who shows up in his cool, kick-ass new costume. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, all the Avengers and stuff is, is like, because she's afraid that nobody will know who she is because she's been MIA for decades, she said. Voyager? Yeah. I thought she, like, had never existed. Well, in she the, hasn't. In the story... Yes, in the story, that's what she's saying. But to us, she's never existed. In the story, does she have like a back history that we just yes. don't know about? Huh. Yes. So that's what I'm saying is like all the other Avenger characters recognize her and are honored that, you know, it, it, stuff has to have gotten really bad for her to come out of retirement and show what? up at, at the meeting type thing. Weird. So that's what I'm saying. And, and it's cool because. It's a new character, but in a different way, yeah. right? And so. are they implying that the timeline is still messed up? No. No. Well, I mean, she's proof that the timeline... Is altered, at least. Is altered, right. Okay. But, like, they don't know that. Hmm. Because they're in the story, right? Yeah. So they don't know that. We know that as the reader, but <laughs> they don't know that. The plot thickens. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. But, like, me not... Me reading a lot of comics and everything is, like, why she came back now. Yeah. I mean, she was a, a quote-unquote co-founder of the Avengers, and then now she comes back, so does that mean that she's evil now? Huh. <laughs> you know, it's just my... <clears throat> but it's kind of cool how they laid it out, and even in the newest issue, 676... Um, it has modern art, like today's art, and then it even throws in old pages of like the old, style. old, old style. Yeah, with her included, yeah. and adds her in there. Cool. Yeah, Phot- photoshopped, I guess, but not really photoshopped. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check that out. You sold yeah. me on it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because, I don't know about you, but, like, I've been loving the Marvel Legacy-type titles anyways. Have you? Like, uh, the Captain America series. Before, 
even before like Secret Empire, mm-hmm. to me, Captain America was like stale. And it really didn't have traction going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Secret Empire obviously made him interesting because turned him bad, sure. a bad guy or whatever. Right. And then now it's like, instead of a man without a country, he's like, I guess he's kind of a man without a country because the country's turned their back on him type thing. And he's trying to... Yeah. Because, well, I mean, they don't know that, but he's kind of like feels guilty about the whole secret empire thing of course even though like the majority of people don't remember it yeah yeah he made a um appearance in blackboard i don't know if you're up to date on that yep yep yep. and he sort of had that like uh what was me you know tone to him like i'm here even though probably nobody wants me around right right sort of attitude yeah black bolt's still going strong yeah and man, I know you haven't read it yet, but the Mighty Thor issue this week, killer. Uh, the legacy, like seven hundred three. Is it seven hundred three? I think yeah. I had. I think I had that one. No, that was this week. You're right. I have it. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't went to the store, you haven't picked this one. Oh man, yeah. I got Which, the last one, seven hundred two. Right. Yeah. I won't spoil it. I'm just saying, like this whole book the whole time has done stuff right like made us care about Jane Foster right the human and then made us care and want Jane Foster the woman Thor do you like the character yeah the Thor I, I the do. female yeah. Thor because I know we've been sort of uh, critical of, of some of some of the newer characters she seems see, like one that has been people have been Less, I mean, it hasn't been controversial. People have been sort of okay with her. Well, I think she was, like, at the beginning. But when you actually read the story and the progression going that way, it really wasn't like a curtain-jerker decision type thing. You know what I mean? It actually, her becoming Thor was actually meld into the story. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, okay, we're just doing it just to do it. Yeah. But they also left in there like an easy out, so because she's she's her her non Thor self is dying already. So at any point, if they decide we don't want to do this anymore, she's she's already like living on the verge of death. You know yeah, but I mean? you don't want to. Yeah, but you don't want to kill one of the, the major Thor universe characters, though. I don't know. It feels. I haven't read well, seven oh three, but the last one I kept thinking like, man, they're really trying to make her Yeah, a martyr like, kinda. Yeah. 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 But I I'm just saying like she's already taken the high road and not the cop out way of like the magic the magical fix to cure her cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and they explained that pretty good before like where magic can't fix it because cancer's a fecal thing that's about all about itself or whatever you don't want to see odinson worthy again Uh, that's my other question like if he does well eventually you think it would have to happen at some point but once he is worthy again she's like something has to give with her right right she sort of took his spot Unless they just ride this whole unworthy Thor thing for a long, long time. Yeah, that's true. But 
at some point, Odinson has to, like, adapt to the changes and things, right? I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I guess, I mean, he doesn't have to, I guess. Yeah. But. I mean, Jason Aaron's done a good job making it interesting the way it is, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. It, maybe it also depends on what they do in the movies. Uh, if uh, Chris Helmsworth's contract runs up, they might want to... Since this has been somewhat of a successful transition in the comics, they might want to do that in the movies as well. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's kind of like... With Jason Aaron coming on it, I think it was a shot in the arm of that series also. You know, because I... I don't know how the sales numbers were before that, but yeah. Uh, well, you reading these X Men books? I'm like two issues behind on each one of them. Oh, are you? But uh, I, I still am reading them. Yeah, and I like how, I like the place where Loki's at in the Doctor Strange oh, series. Yeah. Also, yeah. The uh, the Doctor Strange stuff is is great i think so i think both of donny kate's books have been excellent and they yeah. seem like they're getting rave reviews on twitter although i don't know how much of that is donny just re- retweeting everything <laughs> remotely good but yeah. people seem to be receiving it well but see yeah that, that's true but i like the doctor strange series even before the jason aaron one i like yeah I liked the Jason Aaron run, and then I didn't when like he it. when he dumped off of it, Loveless took over, and for a couple issues until Donnie took over. But yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, well, no, people seem to love it. Everybody I talked to seemed to to love love Jason Aaron's run. But yeah, I couldn't get into it, man. It was too like it was felt silly. Like he was making a comical Doctor Strange, which I understood, but. I just didn't enjoy reading it. I felt like I was reading Quantum and Woody or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just recently scored the Doctor Strange hardcover of this run. I think it's one through six, and I paid more for shipping than I did for the actual book. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was excited about that. Are you caught up on your TV shows? Uh, I am not. I haven't seen the last ish uh, episode of Shield or the finale of The Gifted, but oh, everything man. else, everything else, I'm caught up on though. I watched the finale of The Gifted just last Good. night, and it's long. It's like two hours long. Really? Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there was one thing that I thought was really interesting that they did. Um, they so you know that's filmed. Well, you probably don't know, but it's filmed in Atlanta. I think it's filmed in Atlanta and Dallas. Okay. Um, Atlanta is right down the street from me, though. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's uh-huh. not right down the street, but it's a couple hours. Uh-huh. There's an interstate I-85 that goes runs between Charlotte and Atlanta. Um, so there, it's not too far from here. Anyways, in this la- in the finale, they had a anti-mutant like conference okay i'm not spoiling the storyline i'm just telling you these pieces so i can get to the interesting thing that i i I saw no Um, go for it um so they had this anti-mutant conference and it was in charlotte 
um, which I thought, well, that's kind of interesting since I'm from here. I started paying attention to that. Right. But then I noticed they kept saying Charlotte over and over again. Like they were trying to emphasize the fact, hey, this is in Charlotte. This is in Charlotte. And it was like normally you might say that once. But right. like they must have said it five or more times. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte. Oh, you going to the conference in Charlotte? And I was like, why do they keep doing that? Um, and the, the, they, they didn't show like the skyline or anything. So it wasn't obvious. I don't know. They, pro- they probably didn't even film it here. Um, so I looked it up and apparently, I don't know if, did you hear about the, the bathroom bill that we had in North Carolina? A a while ago? Yeah. Well, it was a year or so ago, but, um. Yeah. Like, like when Alters first came out, right? Maybe. Cause they did the variant cover of her going into, right? Did they, they do something with that? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Well, anyways, it was a big deal here, and there was a lot of ramifications with... Say what? I was going to say, go ahead and explain it, so that way, in case people hadn't heard. So the bill was passed in North Carolina that that prohibited people from using bathrooms if you didn't... if you weren't that gender. So if you were... if you're... anyways, it was a... it's the LGBT issue. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot of businesses and politicians and whatnot had an issue with this. It was a huge deal because uh, people said people should be able to use which restroom they identified with, not which one um, they were, whatever, by birth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big deal. They The All- NBA All-Star Game was supposed to be here, and they pulled it. Because they said, you know, if you're going to do stuff like that, we're not going to come here. The governor of North Carolina eventually got uh, replaced, um, and he was pretty well liked in this area before that bill. But they think that bill is ultimately what led to him getting sort of people not uh, voting for him the second time around. I gotcha. Um, anyways, so I read when I was watching the show, I looked it up, and supposedly. They were trying to make a political statement about that in The Gifted. Really? Because the anti, I guess they were correlating the anti-mutant effort to sort of like an anti-LGBT movement in North Carolina. Hmm. And if you look at the conference, it's very like, it's very aggressive. Like they're, they're calling out mutants, they want to... Uh, they don't want to have anything to do with them. They're destroying our society. Like they're really playing it up. Um, anyway, so I thought that was kind of interesting, especially being yeah, from this is. area. Yeah, I uh, sent you the cover in our in Skype chat there. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. But that's kind of always yeah, been always been the thing about like X Men though, right? right? It's always it's always been reflection of the real world somehow mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't always have to be like uh the civil rights or you know stuff like that yeah even <clears throat> so that's kind of cool that they actually made a real world problem into or issue rather not really a problem but yeah it kind of goes in passing i'm not sure people will notice it unless you're familiar with this area and but right. the aside from that, like I thought the finale was pretty pretty strong. 
I had I had a lot more interest in this show initially. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've just slowly been losing interest in it. And not because it's bad. It's, my impression of this show is it feels like it's real, like well done. Mm-hmm. I just don't care a whole lot about the characters for some reason. Um, what are you going to say? I was going to say that. That that makes sense, I guess. Like for, for you. For me, some of the shows I'm most interested in, it's when I'm super invested in the characters. Like, even if a show gets kind of can even get bad, but if you're like invested in the characters, you'll still keep watching because you want to see how it turns out for them. Um, even if it's pacing is off or whatever. This show, it feels like the pacing, everything is great. I'm just like, I don't, I just don't care about these characters yet. Yeah, it kind of, um, it, it's done really good, but I, I'm with you. I'm not really invested into every character either. But it's still cool, though. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a good show. And there, and then there's some that I like more than others. It's not as good as S.H.I.E.L.D. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, well, if you like <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. this season, then sure. Uh, Martin, do you like Runaways? <laughs> I, yes, I, I like Runaways a lot. Do but I, I, I really like the graphic novel before it, so... Yeah, the original. Yes. See, I'm more invested in the characters of Runaways than I am the Gifted. Really? I, I just I find them more interesting. Uh, whereas the Gifted, I'm just like, oh, it's another group of mutants. There's more individuality to each of the Runaways, I think. Really? Hmm. <clears throat> and you really liked. And you and Martin really, really, really like Shield this season, right? I love Shield. And I, I said this last time, but the thing I love about Shield is it reinvents itself every season. Like this, this is, and I know, in some ways, it's probably one of the reasons like you don't like it because this is completely unlike some of the stuff you've liked in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. But for me, a lot of these shows they get stale because even the Netflix stuff. Like I love the Netflix shows, but they all sort of seem like to some degree, this, the same stuff over and over again. And it's like, no matter how good the show is on its own, right. if I feel like I've seen this before, it's just, it's not as exciting. And S.H.I.E.L.D., man, it's like there's, if you if you switch the characters, if I didn't recognize the characters by name or the way they looked, I would not think it was the same show. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. Would you? Uh, uh, <clears throat> I mean, besides Coulson, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like it was progressively getting better and better, but like this whole season's really taken me out of it. <laughs> Do you like, like sci-fi stuff? I I love sci-fi stuff, but this isn't the way that I wanted. I would have thought Shield would have went though, hmm. but if it's rumored to be in its last season, then. Why not go out with a bang, right? We'll see about that. We'll see about what? About whether it ends or not. Well, like, every Marvel show seems to be canceled. Or, or they, not, just, or unless they transition them re- to Hulu or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's streaming true. Streaming service. Yeah. 
I'm thinking they might renew a lot of this stuff on just in a different format. Right. Maybe. That, maybe. And Shield also does. I, I, I assume this season they're doing the like they did last season, where they sort of had the two separate arcs: the Ghost Rider and then the LMD stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to get out of the predicament they're in now and have another arc of something possibly completely different. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I hope that it's something completely different. Yes. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing Ghost Rider come back. That the Robbie. Thinking, get- they can find a way to do it. Uh, Tactfully, uh, I, I I just don't want him to go that well too many times though. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like like a crutch type thing, like where we had the whole season of Inhumans and then like a couple episodes, it was like leaning on the Inhumans afterwards type thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. See, like they're still riding the Inhumans theme, but I think they've done a good job this season of incorporating it in a totally different context where it doesn't feel like the same stuff. Because now we have the the Kree sort of trying to profit off of um, of Inhumans, which I thought was kind of cool from the beginning because the Kree are sort of responsible for Inhumans existing in the first place. Um, right. So I like that they made that connection. But it's a different take on Inhumans. That I, I feel like this season they did a good job sort of re not reinventing it, but taking it in a different direction. The yeah. inhuman theme, at least. Yeah. But, it's, uh, but I don't know. To me, it's, it's still inhuman stuff <laughs> is in there. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even have, we can, like, totally get away from it. And I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And then plus, in space, in the future. Yeah. So, um, well, now that the uh, move the movie rights are changing, mm-hmm. maybe they put more emphasis on mutants. Because I always felt like that was the reason we've seen so much Inhumans lately is because it's sort of a it's comparable to X Men in some ways, except that they had the TV and movie rights. Yeah. Now it's like, do you really need to be pushing both of them? I and mean, I don't know. Seems well, a little I redundant. Don't, yeah, I don't. I don't really see the Inhumans coming to like the big screen, really, unless it yeah. gets like back mentioned that Miss Marvel's part Inhuman or whatever. But yeah. I don't think we're gonna get a full blown solo movie anytime soon. Yeah, it doesn't. It wouldn't make sense, especially now with the. I mean. If they have the X-Men rights, it makes way more sense to go that direction. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like the Inhumans. Did the Inhumans show get canceled yet? Uh, I mean, I think it's just sort of assumed if it hasn't. Yeah, I don't think it has officially been announced that it got canceled. But, yeah, we can all assume that it did, basically. Yeah, so if that happens and Shield, if it doesn't get renewed, there's really no Inhumans left in the MCU at all. At least not by name. Well, there isn't any MC. There isn't really any Inhumans in the MCU, period, though. Unless you're counting the Shield show oh, as part of the MCU. Are you not? <clears throat> uh, 
at first, like at the very beginning I was because like everything that happened in the movies did, but then it doesn't look like there's been any really ramifications from that yeah. from then. It's, so. Yeah, it's been it's not been tightly connected anymore. There was nothing really in the Inhumans TV show that connected it to the MCU. Yeah, but on paper, it's the same universe. Well, on paper, everything's the same. Oh, no, it's not. The X-Men has been in a separate universe. It's been the X-Men universe. Well, I meant, I meant like the Netflix shows right. type thing. Yeah. You know. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. If S.H.I.E.L.D. ends and the Inhumans show gets canceled, then there's not even anything on paper. There's not a single character in yeah. existence right. anymore. Oh, well, Miss Marvel. Or Captain Marvel. Yeah, we'll see how they how they do that. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you're not in, excited for Black Panther. <laughs> you can't believe that? I can't believe it. It looks amazing. Oh, the trailer looks good, yeah. It's just not one that I'm, like, dying to go see. Huh. <laughs> This I don't is, know. This is your Ant Man. The only MCU it, uh, movie I haven't been excited to see is Ant Man. Really? And I'm not excited for the Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it, it looks great. The trailer looks great. The series tone of the movie looks great. I'm just not like all hyped up like everybody else seems to be, which is great. I'm glad it's getting all kinds of hype. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I haven't aborted the hype train yet. <laughs> um, yeah, you said you're not a you just never been a big fan of the character. I mean, not that you're not a fan of it, but it's just Yeah, it's just not one that like <clears throat> I, I it's not one that I read a lot of yeah. growing up or whatever. And so like <clears throat> when when he was in a book it was just more like the sidekickish type roles or just another character in the Avengers title. Right type thing. <clears throat> so, no, I was the same way. I I just never exposed to him. And growing up in like white suburbia, it's not like he was on the <laughs> the front shelf of my <laughs> comic stores. Right, right. Um, I never really got ex. I don't think I ever got exposed to him much at all until the last ten years, maybe. Not until Hickman started. Uh, incorporating him pretty frequently into into his Avengers books, did I uh, get more into him? Right. But this the the movies have definitely made me interested. I, I just want to see where they go with it. And the whole there's so much potential, like within the the sort of geography of of Wakanda, mm-hmm. to make this something completely different than the rest of the MCU. It's a new set of characters. It's a new, it's own, it's like its own world, even though it's, you know, still connected and he'll be in Infinity War and whatnot. There's just so much potential there to do something unique in the MCU, and I hope they do it. Like, if I, <laughs> if, if I go see this and it feels like, okay, this is the same approach they took with Ragnarok and, you know, these other movies recently, I, I will be disappointed. I'm, well, I mean... There's going to be some kind of formulaic type thing that's going to feel like it, but hopefully it it stands out on its own, though. But yeah, 
I understand what you're saying. To me, the tone feels like Winter Soldier. But that should be a good, isn't? Didn't you say that was one of the best yeah. MCU yeah. movies? Yeah. Oh, I I didn't mean to sound like it was a bad thing. I was just saying that. That's to me. That's that's what the tone feels like, which is great. Yeah. <clears throat> and we got one more thing to, before we kind of wrap it up, but. Um, Dan Slott's leaving Spider-Man. Yeah, I know you're not a big Dan Slott guy, but I mean he's been doing Spider-Man for ten years. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying for somebody to be doing a book that long, right? Nowadays is is unusual, unheard of, right. almost. You know, like. Snyder did Batman for four years or five years. Yeah. So, you know, that would be like the longest, one of the longest runs, I would say. But now, you know, I know you don't read Spider-Man anyway, and you don't necessarily like slots writing, but now he's going to do Iron Man. So, (laughs) So so stop reading Iron Man. Well, do you do you read Iron Man now? Yeah. Well, Bendis' stuff. Well, Bendis isn't there anymore. I know. I don't so. know. I mean, I, I actually like Bendis' Spider-Man better than Dan Slott's, his Miles Morales run. That's the one I, I got into for Ultimate, a little while. Ultimate, you mean? No, the, well, yeah, but also the, the, the more recent The Miles actual Morales. Spider-Man title? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but see, Dan Slott was writing Silver Surfer also, which I'm a big Silver Surfer fan. But man, right. I just and I, I I got into it for a while. It's just like man, I I don't know. You, you didn't like the art though, did you? I didn't. I didn't like the art, which is crazy to me. You you like uh all red, all red. Yeah, you like his style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just that I I think it fit that character where really? like. With uh, just his crazy outgoing style, like psychedelic style, it kind of fit the Silver Surfer character. See, it it felt too silly to me. It felt like every time we go to a new planet, this is like something out of a, a, a Disney movie or something. You know what I mean? With dancing blue blobs everywhere. And like, I, when I. I guess I want to see Silver Surfer. I want to see something. I don't want to say dark, but uh, I want to see detail. I want to see like landscapes that are Avatar-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Not just smiley, you know, purple <laughs> people or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just because I think that. That way of taking Silver Surfer, I, I I thought, at least on paper, translated better than, like you said, like the Avatar way, of yeah. where it's everything's like, mind blowing and, yeah, beautiful and whatever. Yeah, I could see that, especially with the way Dan Slott was writing the story, because he made it. One thing I did like that he did was he took a, a sort of, dry character and made him, made the story a little bit more fun yeah humanized him yeah more especially with 
Dawn being introduced, and she was yeah kind of lighthearted and um, you know so the art fit it from that perspective. It's kind of like Doctor Who in the companion style, like like where Dawn was his companion, and they just went on these like off world adventure type stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like e- sure. each eps- each issue or whatever, or you know sometimes we had the <clears throat> two issues arc or whatever. But Doctor that's Who? just well Silver Surfer <laughs> style, right? I mean that's what it basically it kind of felt like because yeah. he was doing zany and crazy things, and then you you know you had Dawn right there too. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. I w- you know what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Matt Kent do a Silver Surfer story in the same light that he did, like Rye or this latest X uh, EXO book. Yeah, I'd love to see that sort of intense Silver Surfer story. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, especially like the Rye. Yeah, that's the kind of world I want to see. Um, even but I mean, even some of the prehistoric elements like in EXO. Would be cool. Yep, like the barbarian-ish type stuff. So, so what's Dan Slot? Oh, you said Iron Man. What else is he doing? Uh, that's the only thing that I've seen so far. Was Iron Man? Yeah, just the just one title. So far that I've seen, yeah, but it could be more. I don't know. So, who are you expecting to uh, sort of take up the slack of a guy like Bendis leaving? Because he wrote a lot of titles and he move the needle for a lot of the Marvel Universe. Well, I don't think it could just be one person. I, th- I think it has to be distributed out evenly there now because I don't think they have that one person to yeah. do it. That's just my opinion, though. Yes, who are the heavy hitters now? Jason Aaron. <laughs> I think Donnie Cates is quickly becoming one. Well, I don't... I, I love Donny Case. Don't get me wrong, but Uh-oh. I would I would think that he was like he's going to be your rookie of the year. Right. He's not your he's not your seasoned vet though. So, which you would count Jason Aaron in that or Mark Wade for sure? Yeah, or Charles, Charles Soule, Soule even. Even yeah. though Charles Soule is, seems like he's distanced himself a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying like. Can Donnie Cates do it? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, right now he's like your hot rookie of the year. Yeah, we need to see how he develops into a veteran first. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that. No. I'm just saying. Well, like, I'm saying it. <clears throat> I'm saying it because he's. I mean, he's exciting now, but things change over time. Yeah, it just right. was like, uh, you know, exciting at first too. Right, and that yeah. got stale for me right. and a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. So, yeah. I, I mean, you have your handful of guys there, but then you, you got your new guys there, too, like... Um, Rosenberg. <laughs> Zach Thompson, because yeah. he's coming in on cable and, and another X-Book, I think. And you got Donny Cates coming in. Mm-hmm. And, you got, and you got Rosenberg. So those are your, like, your new guy bullpen. Yeah. Which was, is good. I was glad they gave Kate's like more notable titles, um, because with with like Rosenberg, it was like, hey, here, do a Rocket Raccoon book, 
Like, okay, sure, nobody's going to read it. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, well, Donny uh, Kate, they let him start with some heavy books that I was interested in. Well, but are they really heavy books, though? Doctor Strange, Not, you don't think he is? No, no, I, I, no, I still, I still think that it's like a a C list book. And mm. here, kid, here, kid, knock yourself out. Ah. You know, now if we gave you Captain America or well, that's Avengers, that's I like, know, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you have to knock it out of the park each and every time. But here with Rocket Raccoon or um, Doctor Strange or Squirrel Girl, Gosh. you know, if you mess up and muddy these toys before you put them back on the shelf, it really doesn't matter because nobody cared about them before. Mm-hmm. I thought Thanos seems like it's pretty significant right now, especially going into Infinity War. Well, yes, right now because it's it's the propaganda hype train of the. But I'm just saying, like, if there was nothing else going on, it wouldn't be considered as a top level book, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Does no. that make sense? I, I hear you. <clears throat> I I would still say I would say maybe B list if I had a nitpick. I would say Doctor Strange okay. is a little bit ahead of Rocket Raccoon, a solo book. Well, okay, yeah. But but either way, I, I think those are books that, eh, if he does good, he does good. If not, right. oh well, no harm, no foul. Well, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to take somebody like that. No matter how good you think he's going to be, you're not going to take him and give him Avengers right off the bat. To really? Point. I don't think so. Well, I mean. You're not going to give him Spider-Man. this is getting Superman over there. Yeah, but Bendis is like a household big two name. Okay. Donny Cates is like, okay, he has an underground following because of his independent stuff. Okay, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, that's like a good if, point. If Marvel yeah. said, hey, we just signed Tom King to an exclusive, I could see them immediately giving him something like Captain America or whatever. Something more. Why? Horrible. Why that? Because he's made a name for himself at D.C., I mean, but he, he at least to it. everybody except Martin. <laughs> well, but he was at Marvel first. He did the Vision, right? Which, which did, re- gang, which did, did really well. Huh? Which uh, yeah, I was gonna say which did really well. See, and that brings back my point is they gave him Vision. They didn't give him like yeah, but that was before he is what he is now. <laughs> and and Vision. actually, you know what? I just chose the name Tom King. Because I, I don't know many DC writers. <laughs> yeah. on the pop no, no, which is a good because I still consider Tom King in DC like Donny Cates of Marvel as like where they're oh really the hot rookies on each side. Uh, okay, who's the you who's see what the, I'm saying? Like like the up and young guns. Who's the Bendis thing. of DC? Um, the Bendis of DC yeah. would be Jeff Johns. What's he write? Justice League? Well, right now he's writing Doomsday Clock and whatnot. Oh, okay, right. <clears throat> but he hasn't wrote that much. Recently. Since since Rebirth because he's like on the TV film side. Yeah. Now. But, I mean, he's coming back and doing a couple of things. But, I mean, Bendis was on the Marvel TV movie side, so. Yeah. Anything else, sir, before we wrap her up? That's all I got. 
So hey, I will I will, I will plug this because we didn't I didn't t- I specifically did not talk about Guardians of the Galaxy one fifty in depth okay. at least. Okay. Because I'm planning a Adam Warlock exclusive. An Adam so, Warlock coming out party. Yes, <laughs> coming out of the closet. Well, coming I didn't out of like the that, co- but like <laughs> coming out of the cocoon. <laughs> yes. See that. That's the dad joke that I was given. Yeah. yeah. Not like the, coming out of the closet. Coming out of the cocoon. Gotcha. And you got your hippie cosmic person back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like the the hipster of the cosmic universe. Is he? I don't know. De- I'm just giving you stuff. It depends on uh, how how they do the haircut this time around. And if they give him a scarf. And that's coming out. When is that coming out? Is it next week? The one, the one sh- shot. The one shot. No, I think it's still. I think it's not till February. Yeah, I think it's a couple weeks away. Yeah, February seventh. So we'll have an episode or two out before then. Mm-hmm. So cool, man. Wrap it up then. Where folks reach us at and all that good stuff. Um, you can find me at Rumbar316 on the Twitter machine. You are at Jack Sutherland. The show is at Ultimate Marv Pod. Um, the website is nerdylegion.com forward slash podcast forward slash UMP. And I think that's about it, right? Yeah, man. Cool. Thanks, sir. We out. The Ultimate Marvel Podcast.